Welcome to Fragmented Minds, a podcast that looks at mental health from the patient's chair. I'm the Xanity System. And I'm Celine. In this episode, I sit down with Rogue, the lead protector of the Xanity System. Before we begin this episode, we have to offer the following disclaimer. This show is for educational purposes and is primarily our opinions. It is not intended as a substitute for medical advice. If you have been upset by or believe you or a loved one have a mental illness as a result of these discussions, please seek advice from your doctor or therapist. So, Sanity, who is on point today? It's Rogue. Oh, first time you on a show for you, so I guess you know what that means. It's time for another Get to Know the Altar episode. So, you've introduced yourself by name already, Rogue, so could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm the lead protector in the system, because we got a whole bunch of little nut jobs that need some watching over and training now and then. 34. I'm a dude. And yeah, <laughs> I do that protector. <laughs> oh, straight for the sensor noise as well. Uh, just so in case anyone gets confused, if you hear a kitten mew, no, that is not it's a pet cat. That is me censoring Rogue here. The system has voted that that is his sensor noise. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to pick a different role within the system, what would you say it would be? I think I would just be a teenage knucklehead. One of the kids. You know. <laughs> take a load off. <laughs> so not quite a little kind of the teenage range. Yeah, yeah. Nah, if, if I had to be a little, I'd have too many people telling me where to go, where to be, what to do. For that, you would have a tantruming little every day. So, <laughs> you know independent teenager and you know just get to be a knucklehead and and take a a load off and not have to be responsible for all that much you know just take care of the basic system rules follow those and chill basically um living up to your name in a way (laughs) what you mean rogue (laughs) go completely rogue (laughs) yep (laughs) okay Tell us a bit about your hobbies. What sort of things do you like to get up to? I'm I'm open to a lot, but I really like doing things with my hands and getting out and, and moving around. So I I used to do a bit of whittling, but for safety reasons, we had to get rid of the whittling kit. And yeah, I uh, had this uh, idea of whittling a, a dragon chess set. Ooh, that sounds so awesome. Yeah, I got done with one piece and that's as far as I was able to go. <laughs> That was that was years ago. Okay. I was going to ask if a certain someone was at fault, but if it was years ago, then that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I love woodworking. Like, that's my jam. Whenever we get a house with a garage, you bet I'm going to have a sander and sandpaper for hand sanding, and I'm going to have sawboard and, and the works for sure. I like fixing things, too. If uh, something's broken in the bathroom or in in the kitchen or whatever, if I can fix it, I like to do that. I like working on cars. We always had some kind of beat-em-up car, and our dad was a mechanic, and our mom was very, very clever about engines and, and 
like that. So I was able to learn a lot about working on cars. The more computerized cars, I, I can't really help you out there. Or the cars that have like plastic protection covers or whatever it is over their pipes and stuff. I just, I can't work with that. But, you know, I, I can do a fair bit. The old school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can change a tire and oil at least. And then I can fix a few other problems in the car. Jerry rig it. More than what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) What about in-world then? What sort of things do you get up to when you're not holding the fort outside? Mostly I do my job. You know, I I check in with everybody, make sure people are treating each other well. If they've got a beef, telling them how to deal with their beef. Not telling them how to deal with their beef, helping them figure out how to deal with their beef. Because, you know, some people got to duke it out. So we got a battle dome (laughs) that has rules. So nobody else has to see the fight and the fallout of the fight doesn't affect other people. And you, you can't get terribly hurt in there. And there's a medic on standby. So... Mm. You know, if, if if you can't get it out without punching each other, right. you know, punch each other for a while and then talk it out. Or, you know, take them to one of our mediation places or help them get their needs met or, or whatever it is. So it's a pretty big place, so I end up flying around a whole bunch. For fun, I'll build a tiki bar in the forest and invite the adults over or just go flying for fun. Yeah. I imagine people who are stuck on the outside will be a bit envious of that part, last part, flying. Yeah, it's it's dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Um, what do you like about being a system rogue? I think about that actually, because I've I've been an angsty little lord for so long about having to share anything. Yeah. I mean. I like that I got a purpose, pretty much. I like that I've got a family that would have my back as much as I got theirs, that I got people I can be myself around or have a breakdown around and not get, like, vilified for it or any of that. I was just saying, you hinted at it earlier, but um, what do you not like about being part of a system? Oh, yeah, sharing the body having to deal with sharing the body and dealing with the outside world like society because uh changing the body to be more masculine dope i'm gonna feel great you know at the same time it puts us in more danger and i'm not comfortable with that because i you know do what i can to keep us out of danger yeah, so it kind of goes against your programming in a way. Yeah. Like it is, but it, it does, but it doesn't at the same time. Right. Yeah, that does feel like quite the conundrum. Yeah, in one way, it helps me out because I'm a dude and being in a chick body has been weird. At this point, I'm totally desensitized to it and I'm better about it than Zane is. I'm like, whoop, whatever, flesh vessel, let's go. And relate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, come on. I just kind of realized that the body is just like, it's just it. It's just a thing. I think people put way too much value in it. And I think that's half the problem we've got we've got with the world right now. But yeah, and so it's pe- when people kick off about it, I'm like, I really don't understand how this can mean so much to you. Well, and I used to care a lot more in high school mm-hmm. how people saw me short, small, cute, whatever, because it singled me out as a vulnerable person. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I've gotten older, people can say whatever. Yeah. Trying to cuss less. They can say whatever they want to say about me. Oh, is this why the, is the system chose the kitten mute to try and te- train you to swear less? <laughs> Probably testing me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So, why'd you look at it? I've got a bit of an ego. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I can resist that. <laughs> Celine finally figures out the joke. Yeah. They're using this project, you know, the system's using this project to train each other. How dare you? How dare you figure out one of the benefits of doing this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) You know how Zane likes to... I'm going to figure them all out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know how Zane likes to overthink things? Yeah. This podcast has to be beneficial enough to do in order to deal with the backlash of whatever community bull up happening from the stuff we say on here right <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think you could talk about you know if it's not the people who can't compute the um movies are fake as hell hack like you know if people want to hold on to the movies i will just say uh have you ever watched mythbusters yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cars don't really explode like that by the way and a car door is not going to protect you from bullets either and cars don't flip like that. <laughs> and you can't just yank out the um, rear axle by tying it to a, um, a pole either. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> so you mentioned yourself being a, well, being the lead protector of the system. Is there anything that you want the audience to know about that role? I guess it'd be more directed at DID peeps. Y'all don't have to organize yourself with, like, somebody being the leader or anything like that, but it can make your job a whole lot easier if you got teams, right? <laughs> mm. And then for outsiders, for, you know, people with just association or just mental illness, like, you don't have the whole BID craziness. Respect if they tell you, hey, I'm the lead of this role which means this, you know, and ask them, what does that mean to you? What do you want me to know about that? Because we forget to say things. We're dissociated all the time. We might assume that you get all the information you need from a title, and that's not necessarily true, so. Yeah, I think that makes generally good advice, isn't it? Because, like, a lead role is very different from place to place in work lives, and in a way managing a system is work so in fact you even referred to it as a job earlier so yeah i think that in a way it is it's like a full-time job in of itself (laughs) it is a full-time freaking job i actually had a fight with our partner a couple months ago about it because uh they didn't think i was doing enough because everybody in the system was complaining oh rogue's not doing this rogue's not doing that it'd be nice if rogue would do this it'd be nice if rogue would do that yo i got my hands full stop nitpicking at me first of all yeah (laughs) is it one of those i'm just one guy kind of situations yeah it is you know like they want me to front more for this or that or they want me to co-front with them because like when i co-front with them they have less anxiety about and like 
Okay, I get it. But also, I have to check on everyone. There's over 80 of you nutballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. It does sound like a handful, to put it nicely. It's a benefit that I can fly, because it would take me eons otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> wow, is it a world that big? <laughs> uh, three mountains and a valley. Yeah, that's a lot of height to cover. Two valleys. Three mountains, two valleys. Yeah. Getting corrected in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Has there been any questions that you've had from me that you don't think the system has asked yet? Why are you so smart? <laughs> I mean, like, what? How do I put this in podcast terms instead of personal terms? You, you, you got, you, you known us for like a year and a half, and for six months, you know that we're a system, and you got to know us well enough and the disorder well enough that you were like, yo. Let's do this long-term project together, yo. You are crazy as balls, and I love it. Let's work together. What? What? What possessed me to, to come up with this idea? Yeah, like, what, what told you it was a good idea to work with somebody with this disorder? And how? what did you do to learn about it to feel competent about working with somebody with this disorder? Well, the funny thing is... The thing I noticed quite quickly, um, so I asked a couple of questions just to kind of understand the condition better from, it was either between Zane or Queenie because they were the ones who were mostly talking to me at the time, as far as I'm aware. And so sometimes when I ask questions, I'm doing it to pursue understanding, but sometimes people take them a bit too personally. For sure. But you seem to, well, you collectively seem to really enjoy that, to being able to have that opportunity to explain things and it's dawned on me because of the error that did or osdd are rare that that it's so stigmatized and what people know about is so off track from reality it made me want to produce a digestible resource for it so you could say I'm kind of seeing myself more as a curator than someone with any, with any sufficient knowledge. I mean, it's a lot of what I've been doing gotcha. is just kind of learning by the seat of my pants kind of thing. But one thing that I have been praised for routinely is my ability to develop rapport with people. Just the ability to kind of make them feel comfortable enough to talk things out. And that is something that I realized I could put towards something that would lend my talents to that cause of demystifying things in such a way that they are accessible. And you know, you guys have that knowledge from experience and personal research that was going back for years, so it just felt like the right fit. Kind of a gut thing for you. That's generally how I go with these things. <laughs> what research of your own did you I find I work better with a person rather than like reading academic papers. So I did look up for like the occasional blog and stuff, but I don't, I, I don't find them as digestible as talking to an actual person. So it was primarily the communities that Zane kind of introduced me to. That's been my biggest resource, right. as well as Multiplicity and Me's videos, which are also 
quite you know easy to digest and approachable in the way they structure things cool. also the interviews that um jess did for various outlets because they are designed to be from the outside looking in so they are kind of the thing that helped me out to see what it is that people don't understand as well yeah yeah i i kind of started respecting jess knowing that she was a psych student because we saw her uh like she uh recorded a presentation whatever it is and she had volunteers come up and pretend to be different alters and like showed how difficult it can be to make a decision because somebody might be vegan somebody might be lactose intolerant somebody might not like that food and you gotta like figure it out and stuff like that and um yeah it was the first time we saw a lecture put so well and put into as you said digestible kind of uh picture (laughs) let's put it this way advanced technical language makes my head hurt like seriously when i was me too, I'm with you. When I was um, doing the job for the school, you might have heard this from a couple of the others, but I was ranting about break- translating doctor's letters of diagnoses to like senior members of staff during one of the, lockdown- the most recent lockdowns, so that was headache-inducing. Oh, you had to read the technical stuff and then put it into layman? Yeah, pretty much. And it was the brain! I'm sorry. We don't, we don't learn very much about the brain in school. <laughs> I mean, you learn more about the bleeding and, and the bone breaking. And <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's when you do biology, you know the brain exists. And, that's about, and that it, it's, an, it's the control center of the nervous system. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. You got to be a big enough nerd to go into neurobiology in order to figure out like all the pieces and what it means. Well, thanks to that diagnosis, I know there are four places where the left side and the right side of the brain are connected. (laughs) Scary thought. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way of looking at it, I suppose. Don't uh, don't shake that stuff around too hard. (laughs) Any other questions you got for me in particular? Why are you so grumpy? Yo, why am I grumpy? Do I come across as grumpy to you? You've been okay so far, but um, I think there's undertones of it, like you calling like the kind of random names you're calling the system collectively. <laughs> Nutballs. <laughs> yep. Nutballs, was it? Uh, Nutbolts, I think I've heard at one point. I, I guess it's letting out some frustration to to call them names and stuff like that, but I, like, a lot of people don't get, I grew up, like, that's how you showed affection. Like, you, you, you care about somebody, when you see them, you punch them in the, the shoulder, you call them some weird name, and you both have a good time, and you tease each other the whole day you trip each other you uh flip hats off of each other's heads you knock books out of their hands Mm. just don't do that last one into a puddle (laughs) well no nah see you gotta pick the right time because you're not actually trying to you're just trying to give them a hard time that's going to be a couple bleeps in a row Mm. you just you give them a hard time and then you help them back up like if you're knocking it into a puddle you're actually ruining their stuff and that's why like you you got it's fun because you gotta look for the right opportunity to do it like 
don't flip their hat in the middle of a gust of wind, you know, flip it when the wind's down so that, you know, their hat doesn't go flying across the street or something like that, you know. I've been told that this is abusive behavior, so I've been working to be a nicer person, keep your hands off of people, a little less of the insults, unless it's somebody who's cool with that kind of thing. Like you saw me talking to uh, my little friend earlier, who shall not be named yet, and we were insulting each other back and forth, calling each other names, and like threatening each other with uh, like making each other uncomfortable and stuff like that. And that's, for me, that's a great fun time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I can be pretty morbid sometimes. Bring it. And you, you also were saying earlier about people being stupid, so that's the other reason I kind of made the comment, oh, why are you so grumpy? <laughs> <laughs> I think the way I talk and how um, I see it as being chill. Uh, and I, I think it, it rubs people the wrong way a lot. Like, it rubs people as being angry. I'm like, yeah, I'm 24-7 angry whatever but i'm not <sighs> angry about something that needs to be done you know explosive it's kind of like angry is just my default some people are default happy default sad whatever and i'm just like perpetually sitting on a cloud of anger but i'm not like what i would call actually angry you know about something or want something to change or anything like that i'm not stewing on it so you're not you're not holding a grudge against things. You're just that kind of your but your mood comes across as grumpy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty lazy about how I refer to people and stuff. Like, I got kind of a a you kind of thing. Tell it how it is kind of mentality, and I know that also rubs people the wrong way, you know, because I'm I'm telling it how it is from like my perspective, and what I mean by certain words isn't what other people mean by certain words, because like I could be referring to an idiot in more than one context, or how somebody was stupid in more than one context. It doesn't mean that I necessarily believe that person is mentally deficient or incapable of doing better, and sometimes it does. It all depends on like the context. And sometimes I'm grumpy because I don't want to talk to people and I got something on my mind and, and they should back off. But that's not a day I'm trying to talk to people because I, I like socializing. I like making friends. And I usually make friends with jerks because I talk and act like a jerk. <laughs> Birds of a feather, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can be a problem, though, because the people who are fun to interact with aren't necessarily the kind of people that you can rely on to have your back or treat the rest of the system well. Especially, like, the treat the rest of the system well part, because the way I play around and talk to people ain't the way that the rest of the system likes to be interacted with. Like, I said earlier, yeah, bring it on. A co-worker that yells in my face, let's go. Yeah. Now... <laughs> Anyone else in the system, like Zane or something like that, Zane would quit on the spot. He would have a breakdown. He can't be yelled at. You can't raise your voice at him. He can't handle it. Yeah. So, mostly, I just sit in the background. I don't make my own friend. I just, I just wait and approve people is safe or not. And then if they're cool enough with the system, I'll try to interact and stuff and see if they can handle me or not. If they can't handle me i'll just go back inside i got to do i don't have to be out here i can i can keep an eye on things from inside mm. i've been saying it kicked off i know someone had a i think it was an ex said something like i wish i could just disappear and have my life looked after ah that <laughs> girl 
I know that one. Yeah, she just we were talking to her about it, and she said pretty much that, like, oh, I wish that I could go on vacation and my life would be taken care of while I was gone. And we were just sitting there grimacing because, like, it's not a vacation. <laughs> well, no, like, imagine that you're going somewhere and basically you're going to sleep most of the time wherever you're at yeah whatever vacation you're on you're gonna sleep most of the time it's gonna be dark most of the time and then your cousin or your youngest sibling or that one friend you really don't want organizing your house is now in control of everything in your life your social relationships your spiritual pursuits your work your school your finances what food ends up in your fridge, your calendar, mm. any papers you have to write is now 100% controlled by this other person. Do you, do you really want that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, I, you wouldn't want your siblings, either one of them, in control of your life for a day, I'm sure. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't trust them with my cards, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> a hermit would probably just sit in the sit in like one of the rooms just be on his laptop the entire time so that's something i guess but but princess but, no but now hermit's also in charge of your 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 uh your, your marriage oh no how's apollo? no 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 how's apollo gonna respond <laughs> 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 you probably get fed up pretty quickly that's been the best way to put it to anybody for them to actually understand it's not the vacation you think it is you don't just have this perfect clone that'll leave everything in a place where you can just slip back in and feel refreshed you know and, and for some people stuck inside some people who are not in control while they're inside they're stuck in their trauma mm. Like, they're reliving it over and over and over again, like their own personal little hell. So, um, vacation, my... The poor kitten's gonna have a sore throat by the end of this episode. <laughs> Catnip lozenge will fix that right up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> I'm sorry for making your editing job harder. <laughs> ah. I think all the ums and ahs make it worse than um, trying because it's just kind of a case of finding the things as I kind of look out for the ums and ahs and cut them out. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. No, I think I think you and Apollo would probably get along quite well. <laughs> uh, nice, cool. <laughs> he's a sweetheart to the people near and dear to him, but he's also pretty cynical. Right on. I love the cynical. <laughs> we get along well. We make jokes. <laughs> yeah. Now, if he starts talking some technical to me, I'm just, my eyes are going to glaze over. I'm going to tell him, up like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't keep up with this science. Let's, let's go back to whatever else we were talking about. I had one friend who couldn't get it because he would try to talk all this technical psychology brain structure stuff with me because he did it with Zane all the time. And every time he was trying to talk to me about it, I'm like, I, I don't know where the where goes where in the brain. What are you talking? Please stop. Can we talk about, I don't know, what did you watch on TV last night? You're hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I can tell you about brains 
they're connected in four different places is the brainstem. That's all I can tell you. Where, I, I can tell you what that is. <laughs> I mean, I, I have like two people in my head right now showing me pictures and telling me what's called what and what it does. Oh, man. Once they stop showing me those pictures, I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> uh, do, you have, do you have a brain like Sherlock Holmes or something? <laughs> I don't. Nah. Uh, my brain's a pretty vast, empty void with a tumbleweed in it. <laughs> I was mostly referring to the fact that um, he chooses not to retain information he doesn't find useful. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you're more of a think, yeah. think with your I, gut more than your head kind of person, huh? I mean, you gotta, because people do all of this deceptive <laughs> that they don't even know about. Mm. And you gotta be able to see through the curtain and get to what they're actually doing, what their behaviors are going to lead up to. Yeah. And a lot of that's intuitive because your brain's picking up all these uh, tiny little signals. Uh, what's it called? Thank you. Microfacial expressions or whatever it is in body language. And yeah. Like, all of that seems intuitive because your brain is, like, rapid processing it. And uh, I pay attention. I watch people. <laughs> You might like YouTube channel Observe then. They, Logan is a analyst of body language, kind of like the lead character of Lie to Me. So he looks at videos and different appearances and assesses their body language. Subscribed. This is probably the first time you've ever talked to me on voice chat. It is. You can pick me out typing mm -hmm. very well. Well, you're the only one who doesn't tend to capitalize unless you're on your phone. <laughs> I capitalize sometimes. <laughs> Mostly on the phone. Yeah, that's usually because the phone does it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm interrupting. Go on. What's it like talking to different one of us that got slightly different voice things or like the way I'm talking? Does it sound like how I type Um. to you? To be honest, it's very hard to hear tone. I like I'm not I'm not very good at picking up tone from writing. So I generally approach these things with an open mind. It's like I was saying to Queenie yesterday, because fun fact, we recorded her introduction just last night for me. I generally treat it like so when I first come on to Discord to talk to you, I don't know who I'm going to get. And for all I know, it might be someone who doesn't even have their own name yet, which has happened before. So I generally, yeah. I treat it like I'm, I'm treating it like I'm knocking on a door. Like I can't see through it. So I don't know who I'm going to get when I first, when who's going to answer to start off with. And I generally just roll with it and work from there. That's fair. When you start talking to anyone, do you feel confident enough to assume who it is? Or do you just keep assuming you're talking to an anonymous body? Like I said before, there are certain, it's, it's different depending from one to the other. So like I said earlier, with you, you're a little bit deeper than, say, Zane. Um, Daisy is higher in pitch and the way she talks is quite distinct. You know, the fact that she prefers to address herself in the third person, the fact that she has these distinct kind of variations of certain words, the way she talks. They're very distinct. Yeah. You're deeper, and I think, well, I said, like I said, you tend to throw the curse words much more readily than some of the others, I find. 
at the same time you're i'm you know i've won your approval before and all this and because you strike me as quite chill but i know that but it is in the back of my mind that you know if i do the wrong thing you probably are gonna let me have it so to speak <laughs> yeah, or i'll let queenie oh god or i'll let queenie loose on you <laughs> i don't know which one is worse i mean <laughs> It's been a while since I've had to put my foot down with someone. I'm pretty straight and to the point, like, this has to happen or else yeah. kind of thing. Is Unleashing Queenie your answer for releasing the Kraken, then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she not only lets you know what you did, but she does it in detail, and she beats the horse, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. She'll use three paragraphs, what I would do in three sentences. Long story short, beware the queenie. Beware the queenie. All with your head. <laughs> beware of queenie. Yeah. <laughs> Unleash the queenie. Yeah. Anyway, I better start crack-a-lacking with dinner, so I'll wrap up. So I'll wrap things up here. This has been Celine from Fragmented Minds, coming to you from London. We've hoped you have had fun with this curveball episode. This was Rogue from the Xanity System in the USA. Good to talk to y'all. Ciao. Thanks again for listening to Fragmented Minds. The mental health podcast from the patient's chair. Hosted and produced by Celine. And the Xanity System. Music by Purple Planet. For resources and sources, check our show notes. Have a great day and see you next time.